So what's up, man? It's the first time I've seen you in a minute, man. What's going on, man? It's the first time the listeners that didn't talk to you in a minute, man. This is, you know, you and I were talking on the side a little bit, you know, about some things. But, man, you've been through a lot since our last interview. And I've been through a lot since our last interview. So um, I wanted to do this episode with you, man, you know, and, and kind of touch bases and, and catch up and, and uh. And just fill you in. Before we before we get started, let me tell you a quick little. So this is my coffee cup, right? So this is yeah. the this is the the theater, right? Okay. I got the, okay. That I got yeah. the cup from. They gave me a you know a a cup. But so when I get the cup, right? Because I've never seen a cup like this before, you know. So when I when I first got the cup, the cup was like jet black, like this here. The whole cup was black and I couldn't see none of this stuff. I could barely make out this design right here, right? So I'm like, well, man, this this cup, you know, it's it's a nice cup, but it really ain't come out the way, you know, it didn't come out that good, you know. So I put the coffee in there and and then this happened. You know, and I'm like, man, that is cool, cool as hell, man. Uh, okay, okay. Went up the heat of the uh of and as I drink the coffee and it cools down, you know, the the black starts okay. to, to come back and take over. So you, you thought you knew, but you didn't know. That's exactly right, man. That's that's the moral to the story is, you know, yeah. is is not everything is as it appears. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's like God's plan, huh? And at first, you know, at first glance, um, without truly knowing the element of what it was, you know, I, I kind of disregarded it, you know? And then now it, it turns out to be one of my favorite cups, you know, and thank you, Brevo, for, for the experience. But we're going to get into that, all of that in this show here. But let's start with you, Mr. Mordecai Miller. For those that do not know, this is Mordecai Miller. Of back on, they the, little, back on the, the Thomas Free Me TV and podcast show. If you have not caught the first episode, I implore that you do go back and catch that episode. It's a very, very powerful powerful discussion that that mr mordecai and i have and um and things kind of spiraled out of control he was in a turbulent time i was in a turbulent time and uh let's let's have it man what what happened what's going on with you brother oh man um, no more papers you know i will i just have to go ahead and get out of the way first of all you know thank you lord my Savior, Jesus Christ, for being able to have this uh, this meeting. Man. And it's funny, is you know, it's at the it's at the same it's at the same spot, you know, that 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 the first one was. Well, obviously, it wasn't the last one, but uh, the same window, same lighting. I'd say even you know the month down the line, way different guy, that way different man. Um. Considering, you know, just getting out of Rice Street, Bowen County. Shout out to anybody who's who locked down, man. you know, right or wrong or whatever's going on. You know, shout out to anybody that's locked down. During this pandemic or just period or just, especially just doing uh, everything that's going on in the world to, to be, to be, uh, Still highly wanted, you know, as a as a human being, pretty much, you know, to just be able to be stored away. Um, 
crazy. So, you know, I'm always praying for us who are re-entering over and over again or going back in or however, you know, it's all going down for you. Well, well going back going back to then, you know, we, we did that interview and um in, in that discussion you were you were describing some of the woes that you were you were facing day to day, you know, and and so what happened, Mordecai? What what how 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 did you end up putting or going back to a jail cell? Being um being out down in the southwest Atlanta area, um, was doing a security job actually, and then was uh, accused of armed robbery with a comb at the action area asking somebody to leave the premises after being very belligerent to customers or uh, someone that wasn't like because of, you know, being uh, a part of the street, but also uh, being homeless in that area, um, but panhandling and basically, you know, not, not making the area presentable for people to want to come to business. So anyway, uh, that individual leaves and tells the police that uh, I tried to rob him with a comb. Hmm. How how difficult is it for us in these situations where really like like yourself, you know, some some of the very few jobs that are open to us are jobs that can potentially land us back in jail, security work, um, just aggressive work, bouncers, bodyguards, you know, things of that nature where we're kind of used because of our demeanor, our size, things of that nature, um, and portrayed as as tough guys or, or violent guys. And then uh, this occurs. And, and then what, what kind of leg do you have to stand on? You know, so how, how often does this happen to us in the communities where we're forced into these positions to survive? And then what happens happens like like with you? I mean, so many ways to look at it, you know, now that the, the test is, the test has been, you know, passed. Um, and I say it like that is because even in the midst of, you know, battling also separation from family at that time going on, um, I mean, every, I can't say everybody, but millions of people are struggling as far as even if it's just, Financially, business-wise, <laughs> employee-wise, you know, anything. I mean, was going through the same things just <clears throat> that others were going through, but fighting without relapsing on cocaine, which that's my drug of choice, which I'm always going to be proud of because it could be a whole lot worse. Um, you know, so much was just going on with, with uh, just trying to hold it together, uh, period. But that right there and even with them knowing that I'm a United States Marine Corps veteran and I will I will I will say that as well because that was mocked you know on body cam it was mocked at me you know people around there who know me with different businesses you know were being witnesses were trying to ask and see what's going on um the veteran justice outreach program um did nothing but Send a social worker, and I still haven't seen that gentleman to this day. Mm. Um, you know, 
spiritually, you know, I advanced to where I needed to be to be able to even do the interview, for one. Um, two, uh, once I stopped being mad, um, which even also fuels you to be able to want to make sure that things are shared. Hmm. You know, uh, at being a Marine, being a grunt, I understand that my my walk for us as believers um, and disciples to to understand that we're in a spiritual warfare. So it 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 when when it blends with the reality of things and, and what your trials and tribulations and what you're going through, you just understand that you know um, it, it, sometimes some of the best training is to be able to actually go through something, even if it's the worst experience. That happened right after I got certified with Lee Robbins' uh, uh, reentry program on July 8th. I had graduated. I got arrested July 28th, um, and at that time, I also lost cousins I saw and rekindled with family. Um, had seen my mother. My mother made a, a beautiful accomplishment up in Indiana with the American Legion. Uh, that was also the last time I saw my stepfather, who I loved very much. He passed away while I was locked up. Um, so, you know, in six or seven months, things can really change anyway. Um, mm -hmm. And have no way to let anybody even know. You know, my, 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 my ex, which was my ex-wife, was always a go-to because we were together for so long. But, you know, having a disconnect now from, you know, from family, but the disconnect was already going on before. Um, it just can, made it even worse. But uh, ultimately, it was just about getting closer to the most high anyway. Well, and really seeing how bad, uh, how how bad our politicians are. Well, that's that's how much worse they're getting. You know what I'm saying? Like how much worse they're getting. I don't even think that it's getting that that they're getting worse. I think that they're just becoming more blatant, right? It's more in your face now because. I think that these these politicians actually think that they've gained full control over over us, you know, and now it's it's just in your face. You see it from Pelosi. You see it from Harris. You definitely see it from Biden. You see it from you see it from these these representatives where it's just in your face as to this is what we're doing. This is what we're telling you that we're doing. And it's it's too bad. But I wanted to. um I wanted to respond on what you have said about the programming and things like that, because, you know, a general consensus, especially. Hey, bro. Hey, what, I missed like somebody had called me. So, so I had to decline the call. So the thing was still going, but I couldn't hear you because it was ringing in my ears. Like, I know I missed like something very important. Well, no, it, it's just, it's just what I was saying is that <clears throat> I don't think that is so much as the politicians getting worse. It's just, they're, they're becoming more blatant. It's more in your face because they feel like they've they've gained control over the American people. And now it's almost as if, well, you know, it's just just in your face. You could see it with Pelosi, Biden, Harris, you know, all of them. But I wanted to go back real quick before we touch on that, on what you had said about the programming, because what you said is very important and is very powerful because. We have a lot, you know, the. 
the uh, the the blue collar American stigmatic viewpoint is when they hear somebody's story like yours, the first thing that they want to say is that here's an individual that's making excuses for himself. There's programs out there. Go get a program. There's plenty of opportunity. You even have some some of these these white liberals saying now, you know, that you're you're a black man. There's plenty of of uh, opportunity and programs for for black individuals these days. So when you hear these, right, how much and this question is for the listeners, because I know you. Right. But the question is, how much are you really making excuses for yourself versus really trying to get programs that can help you because you want to be successful? You know what? This is. There's, there's excuses for a lot of things. Matter of fact, a lot of what we all go through were built off excuses. You know, even rich people make excuses. You know, um, they just know how to get paid for them. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, they're just, they're just, they're, they're facts, you know, and, and when you can say something is factual is because you've actually had them. I would say, unfortunately, but fortunately, uh, uh, I, I, I did become a part of the system to, to, to understand when some, to, first of all, not care when someone's trying to make me feel bad about what I've been through. Because that's how I know that it's that bad or that's what the law is or, you know, I grunted it. Um, yeah, most people don't finish probation and parole. I owe nothing. I, I will give God the glory in wherever aspect it was. Cause I, I've been to Cobb County. I thought that was the worst. I've been to Hillsborough County. That's where it's ever even started for me. And Rice Street, Fulton County is worse than Cobb. I mean, I say it this way, <clears throat> since I'm going to pick up why I've said anything about politicians is because you know, a lot of them don't know what it is like it is on the inside. They don't even know the the, the beast that they've created. They don't know the the lies and excuses that they've given us as a people has uh, uh, really has us being treated just as an individual no for individual breathing with statute of limitations that keep uh borders of, of of when someone will be indicted when when how and how long and I would say I've been successful in just being able to survive it, mm-hmm. to to grow spiritually, to know that, I mean, I, I have I have family mad at me right now because they saw armed robbery. They don't they don't know the logistics. They don't know my story, which no one ever does until hey, I come on someone's show or I put it on my own show or I'll let someone know when I meet you. Do you think that's because of your past actions or just judging you based upon your past and saying, I know that Mordecai did this because he's done it before or whatever? I've never even got charged for an armed robbery. I, you know, I'm a violent offender. Don't get me wrong. That's not even just to do to having PTSD or whatever, just trauma, period. Uh, being in a, an addict for years and still a recovering addict. Um from serving the country to growing up military to 
to just seeing so many different things, period, in my life. But just knowing who I am, <clears throat> what I'm here to do, I understand ultimately that the adversary doesn't want me to accomplish what I'm here for. And, and part of what I'm here for as far as being able to help those in vulnerable situations in all type of ways, because I've been homeless as well. I'm in, a, I'm in the midst of transition now. Um, not being able to see my family and all of it, yeah, it's systematic, but it's, you know, a lot of it is, but then it's, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's all for the greater good at the end of the day, the whole big picture, come on, help build the kingdom and save a lot of souls. So this is Mordecai Miller. Um, this is the Thomas Free Me TV and podcast show. If you haven't caught the prior episode, um, Mordecai breaks down all his his you know transgressions and stuff from the past and and how he got to this point um now with that being said so you get this charge and then what happens you go into the jail because the last i talked to you right like you and i were because you knew i was going through some things you know in in, in the toxic environment that i was with the with the woman i was at the time um and you also knew that things were getting to the point to where like my freedom was, 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 was being in jeopardy, you know? And, and, um, and at that point you and I was, were, were kind of discussing, you're like, Hey man, I got this apartment up here. Just come up here for a while, blah, blah, blah. That's really the last discussion that I had with you, you know? And, right. and then you, um, you just disappeared off the face of the earth. So you, you're in jail now for this charge. What happens? Um, so I go to first appearance. They give me a five thousand dollar good bond, which 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 was already supposed to be low for armed robbery anyway. The state is supposed to start up around ten. So a good bond, of course, if I had any trustworthy or even had access to even two hundred dollars of that, could have maybe three hundred would have got me belt bonded out, but. You know, that that just wasn't acceptable. I mean, I <clears throat> so anyway, they give me that bond. Um, I don't go to court again. And I had just finished probation, misdemeanor and felony, but was still due for one more call in before that happened for August. Mm. Um, so um, technically was, you were still on probation for one more month. You had one more call in and then you were done. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't owe any money and my supervision fees have been waived, so um and I was still on extended leave of absence from the job because of my health with the low blood pressure. So, um, get there, get in there, first appearance. Don't go to court again until January 5th of 2022. Mm. Um, so that's, got really, that's six months. Uh, yeah. And that was a bond here. And so my a public defender, who which was my second public defender, because my first one I talked to once and never even saw or seen, uh, barely seeing my mental health provider for the VA, which obviously I had already signed a release for them to be able to, you know, my medication for my PTSD, my bipolar, um, hmm. to the VA and all. So what was the purpose? What was the reason for that? They had you in jail for six months with with i mean what what could you do with with, with 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 nothing either you know no no victim no no 
no, no, no cone, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, mm. so that my bond gets lowered down to 2,500 on that day, on the 5th. And I heard about a, a nonprofit called the Bell Project, bellproject.org. And if your uh, bond is no more than $5,000, you know, no matter what it is, and, uh, they do uh, an intake with you and decide to pay your bond to the actual jail, no bail bonds or nothing like that, uh, you, you get bonded out. I didn't know mm. about that until that day. So um, I, I, somebody would bless me to be able to get a three-way. You know how that goes. I called these people on three-way. I leave a voicemail. The other gentleman leaves his information as well so they can call him back because now, you know, I'm budgeting out my calls and when I can call certain individuals that will really do something for me. And all these people got put in my life but they were not my, they weren't my family. You know mm. um, never, never, never did. Definitely wasn't, you know, my ex-wife anymore, you know. Some way that it ended up my, my this place here that I'm still in, the keys ended up in, in her hands, which I can't be mad about. But at the end of the day, you know, we weren't in each other's business like that. We gave each other back our keys and then she was able to have it, you know, but the last people here before they got bought out helped save my place. Mm. To a degree now, I mean, I'm overlapping going in again, not like it was even before it happened, but, you know, they're still assisting and uh, being that and, uh, uh, so it's, it's barely here, but it's here. And, uh, that was just by the goodness of God because, uh, between here and, uh, a re-entry program, I haven't had to be on the street, but one night, but that was a free night, brother. Mm-hmm. No probation, man, or nothing. I don't yeah. owe these girls no money. How and, long has it been since you felt stopped. that? Since the end of 07, because going into the beginning of 08 is when all this craziness started. I'm from Marietta, Georgia, called County. So you have no ties to you whatsoever right now? No, I definitely still got to go to court, though. I don't. My preliminary hearing was changed because I wasn't incarcerated anymore, but I don't owe the nonprofit any money. I check in with the guy once a week, just uh, not that tied to bail or nothing, but we got to... Yeah, at least I know that I went to court, which they put off because I'm free now and they have up to four years to indict me. So they just keep using the pandemic that they put it off, they put it off. But the judge said that uh, next layer that she's going to have it, she's going to throw it out. The bond here just wasn't for that to happen. But, uh, mm. so this charge is still lingering then. You still have to go face this charge. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I, have, I'm, I haven't been convicted of it. I haven't pleaded guilty or any plea on it. I haven't mm. even gone over what they saw on the body cams. Hmm. Mm. You know. And that's why. I, and and I, and I want you know you to 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 detail it the way that you have, you know, what you've done so beautifully because I want people to really understand how hard it is to get out of this this system to just to get away from it you know it's it's like it's it's i it's like quicksand man you know it's just so hard to get yourself up out of it because it's constantly trying to suck you back into it and you know you know i didn't stop there with that veterans uh uh justice outreach program you know i went on the i went on uh 
Um, I went on the computer, man. You know, uh, that that social worker that came and saw me, you're talking uh, in November, like right before Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, back and forth with they uh, on the inside, the the mental health uh, directors telling me, you know, with the social workers and stuff like that, telling me, oh well, first of all, you give me a discharge summary saying that I'm going to Fort McPherson. Um, you know, I have an honorable discharge. We got all that out the way. Um, my blood work's coming back, so you know I'm taking my medication. Um, I've been in the altercation in there, you know couple of occasions as far as self-defense wise or whatever but but that but that but that doesn't go against what's going on with me um i did do 28 days as far as whole time uh, for that but you know that can be done because of the pandemic on the inside um they they are testing almost every week the law libraries uh seem to go out of whack here and there on the kiosks so i guess you Ain't no guessing. It works. So, you, so you can't. For, so the ones who can read don't read. Mm-hmm. There's no books in there. And you're signing up for religious services that, that you're not going to go to. How? Like when you when you mention these altercations, right, because we say it like as if it's just common ground. We know that that it's just you're going to go to jail. You're going to get into a fight. You're going to get into an altercation. But like, how do these altercations happen? Why do they happen? You know, why, why is that just a common thing to know that you're going to get into an altercation when you go into jail? Because it's the home of anger. Mm. Mm. And how does, how does altercations begin? Like you come out of your cell, you're just going to get breakfast, whatever. Like, how does that turn into uh, physical violence? You know, me individually, I know it's not getting special blood. You know, I get it, but you know that the, the, the enemy has his has his has his vessels he he taps into, and you know, and, and so does the Holy Spirit. So, but, but sometimes in places like that. You know, it's, it's, it's already, it's just a, this anger and pressure. Um, you know, it's not like it's really <clears throat> being, uh, uh, they're not using it to be a place for them to uh, be shown while they're on the inside on how to not be like that. That's any of us, you know, because once you've been locked up, you don't come out the same. Lord willingly, you know, you come out more spiritual if you decide to talk to God a lot more in there. And if that, that's what it takes, that's, that's fine. But uh, there's, there's nothing to help people, man- help people manage themselves, you know, better as an individual. You know, uh, you got more killing going on. There's <laughs> as much killing going on as this is. Even... Um, like it's prison. It's not even it. 
a lot of anger. Well, that's you know, a lot of trauma. People with all kind of trauma. It, you know, um, it's the bad side of a of a of a, of a mental hospital. You know, a, re- a rehabilitation center where where you're not being re- rehabilitated. You know, putting TV in a dorm is not rehabilitating anybody. Letting people have access to tablets to what just buy movies and um, music, um, commissary, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's and that's how it was for me. I guess it was it was waking up like as soon as my eyes opened up, you know, I was tired. You know what I mean? I was just tired from from just knowing what the day was going to bring, you know, so you kind of just it's 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 like you have it's like you have no hope. You know what I mean? You already know what the day is going to bring. There's a, the, the, nothing positive is going to come out of this day unless I force it out of some small crack somewhere. And we look for these things, but they're very hard to find. It's very, very elusive, you know, positivity in prison. So it's it's knowing that. It's just everything, man. You know, the, the disrespect, maybe you have a disrespectful Sally, you know what I mean? And, and, and just, he's, he's not mindful of anybody else, but himself. And he's doing things in the cell just to purposely agitate you. You know what I mean? Because he's got internal issues as you've described this. So it's, it's, it's just dealing with somebody like that and, and trying to avoid altercation. And you try to avoid this altercation as much as much as much as possible, because altercations in jail are not like out here where you hit somebody once or twice and then, you know, a bunch of people break it up or whatnot. Like you're fighting. You know what I mean? Like you're fighting. And if you don't know how to fight, you, you know, uh, depending on on the empathy level of the person that you're fighting, he may stop. He may not. Who knows? You know, who knows where his mind will go? So it's it's knowing that in the back of your mind that this isn't just some schoolyard fight like this is this is life or death, you know, and it's every altercation is like that, you know, so it's. You don't know who Karen the shank and, you know, you don't know anything, you know what I'm saying? You don't know anything. You don't know whether this guy is going to knock you out and rape you. You don't know what his intentions are. You don't know anything. You know what I mean? So it you become you become a machine, essentially. And and then at least with me starting to understand that after so many altercations that it actually start feeling good to release that anger in that way. You know, and 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 as far as pedophilia coming into the prison, these were just at that time, these were just open playgrounds. These were just, hey, here you go. Go have fun with this guy, you know, go, go release on this guy. And I just started getting deeper and deeper, as you said, into this anger element, because there's, there's nothing positive around you to, to counterbalance that negativity, that hostile, that anger. It's just and building it's like, and building. And that's where, and that's where, you know, when you, like me, focusing more on my, my walk with Christ, like, you know, really challenging that whole beat of light. You know, there's always going to be that challenge because wanting to be a light or just 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 marked like that as the son of God, you know, or a child of God. There is 
there's almost like uh how you want to say it now? Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Amen. Nobody. And, and then you're like, and you're like, even on the night, even even if you you just being who you are. You know, my thing is this is my regimen. You get me? It's it's very easy. It's very pretty narrow with me. You know it. And this is my first time at Rice Street. I, I never, but when I do, when I do my, when I do, when I'm doing my cycle of time, whatever, whatever, however this long is going to be, whatever it's going to be, just walking my journey is happening right now. Then it's okay. This is, I'm in, I'm in this, I'm in this world right now. Then, um, my thing is, is fiercely, um, and, and, and there's been a couple of times, you know, you get, you know, get my hands on some weed or something like that. I've, I've smoked. It's, it's crazy how how easy it always is to to bleed the black market into to a place that's already you know going to be a dungeon because of the demons that everyone has and the trauma and the mentalities. Oh, uh, and and even I've even met some you know some pastors and, and, and ministers, you know who want to who choose to say they all have that label and you know they 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 switch or change or show sides of them either for survival or, you know, just to, you know, be able to get a soup out of somebody. Hmm. So, you know, um, you see a lot of, you're always going to see the world for what it is, no matter where you are. No. But you if, you, if you're conscious it, to it. Yeah, if you're conscious to it, but the younger generation under me, rather me, let alone you, uh, and, oh my God. Well, I mean, this is kind of what we're going to get into as well, you know, is, 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 is moving from that experience, you know, why, why, see, why you're going through all of that, you know, I'm battling my own demons inside my own little prison that I formed, you know, with this toxic relationship that I was in. And, and I knew that I had to get out, you know, uh, you and I had made these plans and, and, and then I couldn't hear from you anymore, but, you know, now moving into August, like I'm at the point to where I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm just done with this because I deserve better than this. No matter who I am or what I've done, I don't deserve to, to keep being persecuted. You know, and I think the thing of it was, was when she told me, you know, that I have not, um, you know, that, that, that I still had, I still owed society. You know, that, that I didn't pay my debts just because I go to prison don't mean that I pay my debts to society and things like that. And, and when that comment came out, it was kind of nerve ending for me because I knew that I was dealing with somebody that that doesn't even try to take what I've gone through into consideration. You know, and I'm viewed and she's viewing me as as stigmatic America views all returning citizens. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I realized for a person that hasn't never even experienced an iota of what I've went through to have a judgment or a say in whether I, I um, serve my debt to society or not, I just knew that that wasn't a person that I wanted to sleep next to anymore, you know? Oh, and, oh yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and that, was, that was kind of it, you know? And, and from that point on, a couple of weeks after that, I just left, you know, and every time I try to leave, it was, it was just a drama show. So this particular time, 
you know, I, I, uh, I just threw a couple shirts and a couple pants and my little duffel bag and I just left and I never came back. You know, all my stuff is still over there. I, I had a recent email conversation with her and she's saying that she boxed my stuff up and is mailing it to me. You know, that again, that just shows the amount of respect that this person had for me as a human being. You know, any property I had of hers, I, I, I just dropped it off there at the house on the porch and she collected it. But my stuff is, is and these are some of these are valuables that I've carried around as a child that as traumatic as my childhood was, these things helped me, you know, uh, baseball cards. You know, I have a baseball card collection that, you know, as a child, I would just go through these baseball cards in the midst of everything going on in my life as a child. I would organize them. And I would just play with these things. And I carried these cards around with me my whole life, you know, and and she just callously puts them in boxes and, and sends them to the to the postal service. So it is what it is, partner. Like you say, at, at this point, you 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 come to to where where you say that life is a better teacher than me. You know, life is a better teacher than me. And, and God isn't sleeping. So but I left. You know, I, I had a friend down south who um who had a place for me for a little while and and I go down there, um, start getting set up, but then he fell into some things and, and then I had to leave the place that I was in and, and things got shifty and then I ended up catching COVID. You know, I ended up catching COVID. But man, let me tell you, man, God sends angels in your life when you least expect it, partner. When you least expect it, because the friend's house that I was staying in down south was a was an elderly gentleman. Right. So I couldn't stay in his house. I had nowhere to go. I had no absolutely nowhere to go, nothing to do. But I met somebody while I was down there who happened to be um, in an executive class of a hotel chain. And she put me in a hotel for a week and a half. You know what I mean? At her chain. So I was just in this hotel. You know, and I got over the COVID or whatnot. And and some of that's documented on my YouTube or whatnot. And and that was it, you know. Uh I I I healed. I came back home to, to mom's house. You know what I mean? My mom's elderly and she's she's been alone her whole life. So I decided just to come back here and take care of a mom dukes. She could take care of me a little bit, help me get back on my feet. I could take care of her. You know, because this is this is where the true love is really at and where I really feel, you know, cared for. You know, my mom ain't going to to judge me in any kind of way, you know, um, and that's who that's who's always been there for me is, is my parents, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what. And that's it. You know, so it's it's um, I lost a lot. I lost everything in this deal with this woman, you know, because, again, the consequences of our actions and the way that this this prison industrial system is laid out, I have to put things in other people's names if I want any kind of of life above uh, a ghetto life, an impoverished life, because I'm I'm subjected to have to stay in the poor communities because of my felony conviction. So, of course, everything was in her name. So, so everything I've been building on since I came home from prison is was again taken from me with the sweep of a hand and there's nothing I can do about it. But I have my foundation. I have my, my YouTube, my, my podcast. You know know what I mean? And, and that's where I got my voice, you know, and I got my, and I got my experience and none of that can be taken from me. 
you know? Me and you about to take a walk, man. So it's it's just these experiences, you know, and 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 um and having faith in myself, knowing what what I can accomplish and what I can do. And and that led me into, you know, my first theater performance. You know, my first theater performance. Right. In, yeah, in a, yeah. In a theater that's being built by two wonderful individuals, man. Two two wonderful human beings that um I'll discuss a little bit in my joy with them. But um this was their first performance for their theater that they that they've opened up, you know, and they knew that I was, I've never had theatrical experience. You know, they, they knew that these were my first speaking lines and these people, man, put their faith in me that I could perform and, and, and bring the best that I had, you know, and, and um, it was, a lifelong experience for me because this is the first time that I've really been out that I went out somewhere and put myself in an environment into an element where nobody knew anything about me. They knew nothing about Thomas Freeman, nothing at all. And, and they were just, I was presenting myself for who I was in that moment. They had no idea about my criminal history. They had no idea. They didn't even know that I, I, I had no, professional experience until I disclosed that so that was an experience for me and it was these young the the, I was the oldest out of everybody by at least almost 10 years so that was an experience um for me an eye-opener especially as where our, our younger generation is kind of kind of at which I, I, I had some of these discussions with you, you know, over, over this period. Yeah, I know. And then guess what? You know I mean? Just some great things. Uh, things of uh, the unexpected or that you weren't ready for. You know, your mug changed. Right. You know, just like the one changes once you put that coffee into it. But it takes heat for it to change. Mm. It's, Look at you, man. Well, that's powerful. That's the heat, man. You know what I'm saying? That's how I took 901 Rice Street. You know what I mean? I got, and I, at least I got fasting going more in my regiment and my walk, you know. Uh, different things changing that, uh, yes, ma'am. But now I'm just outside because I have to get some fresh air. But yeah, man, you know, I, I get the, you know, the Shadrach and Meshach and the Bendigo phases that we go through mm-hmm. it's all it's all good i mean uh i miss my son of course you know i've talked to him i still haven't seen him since his pre-kindergarten last time on that time I mean, you were talking as well um mm-hmm. i did see i did see my ex you know um but that's because it was actually on the 85 um, and I'm having to go a route that's not too far from where she lived, but she happened to be on the road. I figured that as a good thing, you know. Because, um, you know, a lot of anger is gone now. Um, there's things I can blame on that or, you know, um, definitely stop blaming myself more over. Um, um, I know where it's going to be, so I don't, I don't, want to dwell on what 
what it's not. It is right now. Um, but, you know, baggage is baggage. And I just uh, getting myself in a position to where I just uh, forgot to just use me, man. You know, whether it be like motivational speaking, whether it be whatever it is going to be able to start connecting with people using uh, the certification I'm blessed with, man. And for us to, you know, like you said, we the other day really put ourselves out here, man. You know, um, let people know what's going on, you know. And it's hard, man, because it just, I don't know, man. It just seems like every time criminal justice reform starts to get a ball moving in some sense some global atrocity starts and of course criminal justice is the last thing anybody wants to talk about when we have all of these other issues going on but but for us like we we turn blue in the face because we understand especially me i understand the detriment of what's going on with this prison industrial system and how it is killing our school system how it's killing our communities. Oh, and we cannot get the American people to understand and stand behind it because we're labeled as criminals. We're labeled as, as excuse makers and, and crybabies and, and, you know, uh, environmental, you know, excuses and just all of these things. Be- and, and, and we yeah, just, but they want to make money off us when it comes, but they want to make money, excuse me, but then they want to make money off us when it comes to sober living programs. You know what I'm saying? That you're charging like uh like it's Airbnb and hotel rates, you know what I mean, and 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 and, and, and use the the whatever poverty level is around you to, in in the environment of where you know people are coming from and battling with anyway, uh um on their week to paying paying Waffle House jobs, which I know about that is because I'm semi still even a grill operator at one. Mm-hmm. Just so you can pay weekly, weekly fees, or or, or 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 whatever. So so at the end of the day, you know, if they if they're not using that as or them standing behind it, you know, which then again they think that gives them a reason to even say, you know, that they're doing something great and good, right? And they don't even know the full course of the struggle of it. It just makes them look good when it comes for them asking people for money. Right. When it because comes to not using all their own money, you know, that's what I'm right. Saying? That's right. For so, the, so these, these, grants for or whatever. these companies that, that are standing out and saying that they're hiring felonies, they're felon friendly companies and all of that is because they're getting grants for hiring these felons, right? There's, there's perks for them hiring these felons, but what's really going on with these felons? Are they advancing within the company or are they just being slaved at the bottom with no advancement? Because I don't see any of these felons becoming executives. You know what I mean? So how far is it that they're really willing to go, you know, and, and are they just hiring these felons just for the grant money and, and for the label of being felon friendly? You know, there's a difference. So and speaking in that, it's, it's like this, you know, so I posted uh, just a short while ago and it happens to be going it happens to be going kind of viral on TikTok now. Right. But it's of in Charlotte County. An accused pedophile was uh, found dead in his cell with fabric tied around his neck, right? And he had, you know, just disgusting, like these pedophiles, multiple 
multiple counts in, in different areas. But the point of what I'm saying is, you know, I, I post this video and it already has uh, 30 or 40 comments and the comments are uh, release the man who is responsible for heroic acts. Good should have been killed before even hitting the jail cell. You know, nothing wrong with that. Good riddance. Uh, one says Trump supporter. Another says, finally, good, some, some good news I hear. Another one, that's good. We just saved tax money on the trial. <clears throat> Another one says, justice served. Um, another one says, you know, got to love a happy ending. So, and I understand the sentiments. And, and my point really isn't so much about the sentiments, but it's more along the lines of what we were just discussing are discussing as far as we we cheer on these inmates right we we chant them and we cheer them on when they do an act that we agree with you know even though that it's breaking the law it's okay for us to do that because we're we're doing something as they say jailhouse justice and things that the american citizen agrees with the disposal of pedophiles right Everybody's in agreement with that, and they love the fact that there are individuals that are willing to do that for them. But now the, the individual that did that, now when he comes home, how is he looked upon in the community? He's looked upon as a violent criminal. We don't want him. Send him back to jail. You know, so it's, it's again, it's the hypocrisy. It's the double standards within all of us. Picking and choosing what law is yeah. okay to break and picking and choosing what law is not okay to break and then pointing the fingers at the ones who chooses to break a law that we don't agree with. But it's okay for me to go out and break a law that, you know, so it's that all of that has to stop because this is what is causing the prison industrial system to operate and keep moving. You know, if we welcome these returning citizens back into the community, help them get jobs, help them get established as good community civilians, the prison industrial system was shut down. You know, it took about four or five supervisors to start having a couple social workers start calling me. I knew a director over there, over the volunteer area over there, the VA, Dr. Cooper, he was also a veteran, told him about it, put me on some emails. Before you know it, now they want to try to get back straight and then okay. And then I got a Marine brother of mine Gave me a connect to the director of it actually over there at Fort McPherson, who I'll be giving a call with this week. See, I'm I'm going to fight back the way I can. Because if I at least try, because that's one thing they don't expect us to do after being locked up either, is actually fight back and still use our voice to let you know that there really is just certain things I was not supposed to be putting up with while I was in there. Mm -hmm. You know? Period. You know, stop walking all over me. You know, we're always going to be fighting them. Even well, once when I stay off the once, up, once again, this is, this is Mordecai Miller. Uh, We've been talking with Mordecai Miller. Um, if you haven't caught the past episode, please go back and, and review that. Listen to that. Um, and we've just been discussing life in general of, of what uh, what's transpired since the last episode. If any of the listeners would like to, if any of the listeners would like to to help Mordecai, you can cash at me or Mordecai. He'll give his cash app. Um, I have merchandise in my store at www. 
streamlabs.com backslash free me podcast backslash merch. You can purchase that. And if you leave a note on the purchase, uh, Mordecai Miller or M M then the proceeds will go to, to him to help him try to get established and, and what he needs. What do you need, man? What you need to, to get up on your feet, partner? Man, a bunch of prayer. Cause that's what always works. And I'm, 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 I'm really just want people to keep tuning in. You know what I'm saying? Keep supporting people, you know, not just of our, our statue or what we've been through, but, you know, pour into somebody that, and mean it genuinely, you know what I'm saying? Uh, me, it's, it's almost, it's easier to get things from people with a nonprofit. I hate I had to say it like that. <laughs> but I'm learning the business on both sides with a lot of different things. And it's almost like I would just rag, I would rather just legally ask people for money with a platform than when you can't prove what your platform stands for so much, but just to speak about it, then having an office and a nice whip or a nice house. I do have a suit. I just don't have a reason to wear it yet. Yeah. Uh, All of that's coming. No, and we're going to, like with my foundation, man, we're going to start establishing, you know, uh, first and foremost, community centers where individuals can reach out to us that are having issues mentally they're unstable and and maybe they're these counselors as as we clearly define these social workers these counselors they don't care they don't care and 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 there's so many individuals out there that feel hopeless you know what we need we need shipping containers that's what me and you need so we can build our own re-entry home we need shipping containers. We got to build it. So anyone who's really about running, want to help us. We want to be able to help people with this housing situation. It's horrible. You know what I'm saying? Just being able to put people off the street helps a whole lot. Where they don't have to feel like they're going to be, they already feel like they're indebted to society. So, you know, don't let them come in already, you know, piling up debt with you if you're really helping them. Mm-hmm. Shipping containers. So, you know, Shipping containers, man. You want to build some reentry homes for reentry of every level there is, especially even coming out of the military. Again, this is something we had tried to start about. You know, I know some people trying to help wanting to do some things for veterans, but, you know, mm-hmm. reentry just period all the way around the board. That's what I want my firm to be doing. That's what Pyram Consulting is going to do. Uh, I've had to dissolve a, a company with another business partner from before. That's probably one of the best decisions he's ever made. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, uh, you go inside, too, for God to separate you from certain people as well. Uh, it's just trying to go to the next level. Not everybody can go. I'm glad that me and Thomas are on board on the same side. You know? Yeah, no question. And our voices are always going to get heard. You know what I'm saying? Spiritual rehab is still on the scene, man. I'm just looking for a studio to keep recording out of, but again, my voice is going to get hurt regardless, you know? So I'm just walking through the apartments here now, you know, it's hard to, I've been out a month now, man, but. 
I hear the birds. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start doing more and more shows and hopefully get the the weekly show going. And um and for the listeners, I will have the video portion of this out here uh, on Spotify. You know, Spotify's got uh, released now where you can you know view the the video. You can put video on Spotify. So so yeah, I'll put the video up on Spotify. YouTube demonetized me. So again, I'm not I'm not too too keen on putting my stuff on youtube and promoting their channel so much you know because they're doing absolutely nothing to to help me survive so um but spotify has been man they haven't touched my stuff at all none of my stuff has been censored on and there's nothing to censor it's just discussions like this here that you and i have but yet youtube and, and everybody else wants to censor these these discussions you know and and that's the thing is these other quote unquote convict channels that have 20, 30, 40,000 subs, you know, they're being promoted by these channels because they're, they're part of that agenda. You know, they're, they're just exploiting the, the violence in prison for likes and subscribes. And it's doing absolutely nothing in criminal justice reform, you know, period. And it, it just, it just adds, right. it just keeps that stigma going. And any convict, true convict that I know is a convict, you know what I mean? They they speak out against these channels. They they hate that these people are out there doing that, but yet they portray themselves to be hardcore convicts and you know because that's the image, you know that's the image that people like to see is that tough guy, chest out, you know I've I've stabbed a hundred guys kind of, you know, mentality. But either way, life is what it is, partner. You know, and and we just deal with what we got. And and we keep the faith and we keep it pushing, man, and, and just try to stay out of people's way, man. Yeah. And try to stay in shape. Uh, I will say for 39, I feel great. You know, I really do feel more healthy than I am smoking a cigarette, though. But, uh, you know, We're getting real close, you know what I'm saying? That was just a breakthrough for you, you know what I'm saying? Being able to do that play, you know, uh, being able to be a light everywhere you go, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's like the main goal with me. I know a lot of times things can, if you let your your struggle can turn you dark. Mm. And that's not really what it's for. You know what I'm saying? That's Mm. not really what it's for. Amen, brother. Preach. It's not to put the lamp out, it's to turn the lamp on or, make it brighter so it can light up bigger rooms. So I believe that God, you know, is, will put me in front of people where they're going to hear what's going on. You know what I'm saying? They're going to hear what's going on because at the end of the day, you know, our votes putting people in, whether actually whether we vote or not, is going in. And, you know, these people, you mean to tell me you don't know that you're just serving some individual cold oatmeal and cold grits that you could fold up and hold like a pizza every day. Hmm. Every day? And say it's nutritional? Really? Oh. Okay, yeah. or, or, or or breathing in or breathing in mold? or not revising or not revising your handbook and addresses for people to be able to write things that's going on when your public defender won't come and see you 
or even your mail being able to be to, to get out. Or even your mail even making it to you. Come on, man. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Mr. Mordecai, I got to get out here and get these people their money, partner. Oh, yeah, man. Most definitely, man. You do that. And God bless you, man. It's always a pleasure, man. I appreciate you uh, walking with me today, literally. No oh, question, man. You're going you're gonna to be able to make man. the 5K? I'm going up to – so for the listeners, I'm going up hey. to Atlanta uh, in the mid-March to do a 5K walk up there for a friend of mine, her mom's birthday. So um, – she actually, she actually excluded me from the walk. You know, she was like, nah, he's not going to walk, but he can go. I'm like, you know what, man? How far is a 5K? And I'm like, you know what? Let me, I, I could walk that. Let me walk that. And then I, 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 I invited Mr. Mordecai here to join us. You coming? Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, man, you say, you say there's a 5K. It's four good calls. But at the end of the day, five, think about all the people you can be around. Well, that's, that's exactly um, it. That's exactly it. I may go live. I'm sure I walk that, you know, saying just go a martyr and throughout the city throughout the week. Like that ain't. Yeah, I may go live from from uh, hey. from from YouTube, man, off off the cell phone and just do a walk with with the people, man. On uh, you know, see what we come across. I think it'd be a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's gonna be all right. Uh, they got us. I think. I think we're wearing some yeah, lime yeah. green, some light. Lime green t-shirts, man. I don't know what these people, you know how people get carried away with the stuff, but whatever, man, you know, whatever makes people feel good, man. That's what Thomas Freemy's about. doesn't matter. I don't care about this stuff anymore, man. People smiling and they're happy and, and, and communal with, with other American citizens. That's all that matters, man. Mordecai, you with me? Yeah, hold on and kick me out for a second, bro. Trying to get back in. I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can see you too, partner. Uh, there you go. I thought I was like, oh, okay, he had to really go. Uh, well, you know, it's it's uh, another real real conversation, partner. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad things are working out for you, and 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 we got yeah. things coming, man. We got things coming again. It's it's just the awareness for my listeners. Please make sure that you subscribe to to uh my my youtube my tiktok all of these you know show your support your love um and make sure that you share tell people about free me podcast and and help me tell them. huh tell them what partner no, I'm, just, I'm just saying tell them man you know, tell them tell the tell people them. man tell the people because i'm bringing i'm bringing individuals like mordecai and, and so many others that are out here really trying to bring awareness to the communities and do good things and they need awareness they need help because people like us we don't we don't get awareness our way because we preach positivity and good. We, and we bring facts and truth. And this is what this cancer culture is all about. But, man, be easy, man. Don't let nobody pull you off your square, Mordecai. Oh, man, no, man, no, man. Seth, but uh, let me just tell you, man, if y'all hit me up, and you get a hold of uh, my brother Thomas right there to get a hold of me or 770-374-3050. I'm very resourceful. You know, in a good way, I'm very resourceful, you know, when it comes to anything, reentry or just trying to help anyone in, in any area that I've actually lived in, not just with it being Atlanta, but this is where I reside. So God bless y'all. Y'all keep me in your prayers. Much love to you, bro. And uh, we're just going to take things up to a whole other level. You got a show too, right? Even though that you haven't produced anything in a while, but you still got, you still got content out there, right? 
I still do, man. You can go on iHeartRadio, Spiritual Rehab by Mordecai. You can also go to Spotify, Spiritual Rehab by Mordecai. Uh, they still got about 32 episodes. You can still check it out. It's still internationally known. Actually, the numbers have been downloading and uh, done some decent numbers while I was away. So I thank God for that. So people still being able to find it and tune in, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, until the next time, like I say, we're going to try to start doing this weekly on Sunday, man, just to touch in and, and what's going on, touch basis and, and whatnot. And and so uh, that's the thing with me is consistency. And I think that's probably what frustrates a lot of my listeners. I don't know because they never respond to me, but it's because I'm all over the place. Yeah. I'll drop four yeah. episodes one day and then and then may not drop no episodes for another couple of weeks. But I urge my listeners to understand I'm out here trying to survive. I'm dolo in this. Okay. I have nobody out here trying. Nobody markets. Okay. Nobody pushes. Nobody does my editing. This is all me. And then I got to turn around and drive Uber for six to eight hours every day. So I just do it when I can do it. So please, I, I may understand your, your frustration, but have patience with me. But I say all that to say I do need to start coming with consistent shows weekly that, that the listeners can depend on them being there. Yeah. You know? So much love, man. Much love and respect. Take care of yourself, partner. Stay safe. Stay blessed. All right. You too, man. Bless. Peace.